Hi, you're listening to Femtech in Asia, an interview series brought to you by the Dell HQ, offering a glimpse into the world of femtech and sexual wellness in Asia. My name is Karen, I'm the founder of the Dell HQ and your host for the interview series. I hope you enjoy what we have for you. Going live and we're live! <laughs> Woohoo! Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Femtech in Asia, where I offer you a glimpse into the world of femtech and sexual wellness in Asia by speaking with businesses and personalities in the space. Today we have with us Sabrina, one third awesome. of the Hedonist Store Trio. Hi Sabrina, hello, how are Hello you? everyone. Hi Karen, I'm great, thank you. From Where one lockdown to another, from? huh? Where are you calling us I'm from? in London. I'm in London at the moment, um, mm -hmm. still in lockdown, but um, the, the days are getting longer, so it's getting brighter as well. So I'm sure um, we're all looking forward to ah, spring. Spring is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lockdown's so, lifting soon, so we have about two weeks to go. So. Oh, 14 more days. You can do it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about um, the head in a store, a bit about you guys. I know that there are three of you. You're representing the, the other two ladies today. How did it all start? When and why? Absolutely. So the head in a store uh, launched two years ago, almost to the exact day. So we're celebrating our second year anniversary um, next week, actually, April. Oh, congratulations. Um, and uh, thank you. Really excited about it. We've got lots of things um, happening for them the month of April. But um, yeah, we started, I mean, it originated in Singapore. So we're a Singapore-based company, uh, pleasure-centric, uh, sex-positive. That's been said a lot lately. But uh, we are a sex-positive um, platform, online platform, where we really focus on destigmatizing the taboos around sex and pleasure. And um, we do this through uh, different channels. So one, we have um, toys, so pleasure tools, um, fetish items, lingerie, um, and that's one way um, our e-commerce platform, um, but we also have experiential events and workshops, another educative um, online platform where we try and reach out and uh, create this refreshing uh, take on sexual wellness and also um, in an unashamed, very trusting environment. So trying to build that community of um, empowered women, also another word that's been very overused lately, <laughs> International <laughs> Women's Day, but we, it's, um, it's never more, too much. More than, <laughs> exactly. More than that, it's about inclusivity, right? Um, for all and building that um, community or sisterhood, I would say, of, yeah. of women that want to own their pleasure. So that's how, pretty much it. How has that been building that community in Singapore? Because I keep hearing that Singapore's, Singaporeans are so conservative. You know, what, what's, your, what's your take on it? You know, it's interesting. Initially, we were definitely approached with a bit of um, resistance. Um, I think I would um, deduce that to being shy. But once we offered that platform and an outlet um, to talking about it, I think people, um, especially the youngsters now, they really are finding that they're so curious about this topic. Um, we also did an event actually that was um, a pop-up academy. And just to give you an ex a bit of insight on how people approached us initially, um, um, they were 
they shied away from it. And even couples, you, you would see boyfriends or guys shying their girlfriends away from it because, or veering them away from the, the booth <laughs> because they said, you know, we, I've got the real deal. We don't really need toys to like replace us. But, um, but with time, and I think because of curiosity, that kind of, um, that has helped us get, open up a lot of um, women and men and couples to really embracing um, the positivity and the conversation around around sex and pleasure yeah what was what was your experience like with sex and pleasure growing up is it something that you brought into the business as well yeah absolutely so i think that initially my um the narrative around sex and pleasure was not very open uh but given i grew up in singapore and especially it was in the 80s so um especially with yeah. my parents as well <laughs> arriving in 82 we didn't really um, talk about <laughs> about sex um i remember my father he first joked about the first condom condomania um that store that opened and it was always seen as a more um the five uh, plaza one for somebody else yes i think so that was <laughs> there was one in lucky plaza as well I so, was one, um, it was that stretch of of yeah mode. exactly exactly um the one you didn't speak about right so whenever yes. you went in it was always more about um about gifting someone um as a joke right so grabbing grabbing um grabbing it was always for someone else and never really yeah. for yourself so um so it was definitely something that you felt a little bit ashamed about that, you know, it felt sleazy and it felt a little bit dirty, let's be honest, to be, you know, to, uh, to walk into these stores and um, perhaps even a sense of shame um, because it was, you would see all these, you know, phallic symbols everywhere and, um, and yeah, dildos just all over the place, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> hanging off the shelves. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was only, um, yeah, recently, obviously, that now we've, we're trying to destigmatize Sorry. and normalize the topic. House of Condoms, I think it was called. Yes, <laughs> you got it. You got it right. That's it. That's a that's a that's a serious throwback. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I would say my personal relationship towards um, sex was always also to provide and to please. Like if we're if we're talking about something a bit more personal and 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 real right and raw and it was it was more to provide and to please than to own and to lead in the bedroom right and i feel that women are also or even men are also made to look or feel a little bit overly emotional or even um exaggerated right if they ask for something or if they have a certain want or need in the bedroom around um around their own desires or pleasures so, you know, I was definitely made to feel a little bit fragile. And it's funny because we always say foreplay is the main play, right? Like 95% um, of people who masturbate regularly actually climax regularly. So, you know, practice makes perfect. I guess that's also one of the <laughs> like things. Like everything that, else. Um, exactly. And yeah, and so, and also a bit of um, statistics. So research shows that straight women have the have the fewest or least orgasms and while straight men have the most the most right so yeah so finding my way to to pleasure and sex was very much in 2016 when I just started my journey on yoga and 
and meditation and breath work, which also really helps during sex or even in couples play to reach that, that climax. Um, and I think um, even I can speak for the other two girls as well. Um, Jacqueline, she's Singaporean. So obviously also in a very confined space growing up with little to no conversation around yeah, it. And you relate. And yeah. <laughs> everyone can relate to that um and um however jade um she's french and she grew up i mean talking about masturbation um open conversations around um yeah about around pleasure and around even um female genitalia like just having that conversation with her parents mom and dad so yeah, and kudos to her yeah i mean to having that conversation early on and I, th I think uh, because, I mean, just for anyone who's watching, listening, we were in a clubhouse room together and Jade mentioned this too. And mm -hmm. she also mm -hmm. said that for her, that was actually a really healthy environment. Contrary to what people might think that, you know, if you talk too much to kids about sex, like they want to try it earlier, but the opposite happens. Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Right. So um, it's like strict parents. Once you're out of the out of the nest they go crazy right if um we realize as well that we're just really trying to bring that that pleasure gap together right to reduce mm. that because um we didn't really speak about it and and women didn't feel like they needed to have an orgasm or or feel pleasure to complete the act of sex right so it's almost usually when the guy comes it's done then then it's complete <laughs> well, you're like, done yeah you're done right <laughs> exactly. also i think so, a lot of popular media is always like okay how how yeah. do you please your men like five sex positions men love like it's always kind of one-sided yeah quite like male dominated and also you know i feel that um we're having more of that now but sex or at least good sex requires really great communication right and us to talk about it so you can have all the mechanics down, um, but if you can't communicate with your partner and be vulnerable about what you like, the chances of you really, you know, fulfilling your wildest dreams or desires is is slim to none, right? So I think, yeah, this this holds us back from pleasure, and this is exactly the the reason I think we are we came into this business. So, yeah. And you started two years ago. Mm -hmm. How was, was it really challenging initially? Like, did you immediately tell your family, your friends that you guys are setting this up? What did they say? This is a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so family and friends, I think um, we didn't really face backlash in that sense. However, we did, um, it, there was an initial shock, um, but there was eventually more support than shock when they understood mm. our vision and our mission. Um, for doing this um, and the reason for it. I mean, we know it's still, I would say, um, a challenging conversation to have and to normalize the topic as such. But, um, you know, in Asia, there was still a lot of censorship around um, the word and around advertising. And whenever we did outdoor events, we tried to, um, it's tough. Like we tried to bring 
you know, the topic closer to people at the same time, there's this stigma. There's just still the stigma attached to it. And we never knew where they're, um, you know, depending on where they're, where they're children around, we had to be very, very, you know, weary and respectful and, and very careful with the way we like hosted events. And mm. we always created it in a safe space so that we could, you know, with a curtain so that we could show and tell behind the curtains. And, um, Bring out the toys. For example, dem demo or toys, exactly. And um, I think, yeah, it was, it, we, we could see a lot of, I, I guess our friends and our families were, were quite enc encouraging um, once they found out about why we tried to do this. Because we realized that when we did group events and experiences, women would um, eventually, it would take them a while to warm up. But once we broke the ice, they would open up and, talk about their own experiences and um, when women come together it's great right because it really like, <laughs> really opens everyone up and people you just feel throw so, everything out yeah all their emotions like pent up like yeah, yeah things uh, experiences but what we realized is they then by expressing themselves they felt so liberated and you know um and and this liberation then also gave them a chance to kind of maybe try and test our, our products and also openly speak about it because that's what makes you empowered then to then, yeah, become, come into your confidence or come into your, you know, body positivity. There's, there's so many other mental, emotional, like blockages, right. That kind of are, are removed or released. Um, so I think that's quite interesting as well to, to note, like a lot of our friends may have supported us, but may also personally not be into it at first but then because as we, as we become adults as we become older we are a bit more withdrawn to sharing our experiences and also there's that fear of judgment there's that respect to your partner you don't want to divulge too much information there's a lot going on right and um and but we realized that yeah i think the the biggest the biggest hurdle to overcome is 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 to get them in a room and to really speak to them, offer them a trusted space and platform where they don't feel um, ashamed and they feel that they can share with other others who are feeling the same way. Yeah. How mm. how have you guys been doing the outreach since the circuit breaker, since the lockdowns? Mm. You know, how has that changed? So I think that. Um, lockdown or COVID has the only one positive thing about COVID I would say is that it helped us with um, sales. We had a huge spike, um, almost 300% um, in uh, at, the, at the beginning of lockdown. And we had people almost panic buying, <laughs> which was excellent. Um, <laughs> make sure they get their COVID kit, um, you know, their pleasure kit. Um, when they're stuck or when they're caught alone at home. But um, I think that it's really, it's really opened our eyes. I mean, we're really shifting into a digital world now. And um, especially post COVID, we have been looking into, um, you know, expanding our offering um, with you know, Zoom sessions. We've tried to do um, a lot of online like talks, workshops. We have a blog that we always get featured writers to contribute to different topics we have um 
all the social media. We're trying to cover most of the social media <laughs> channels to that because we know that's the future. Yeah. And um, that's really where people I go mean, to get news on anything, right? Absolutely. And I mean, you've seen we we did a, a clubhouse session together as well. The the I think podcasts, clubhouse sessions, like you mentioned, um, a lot of these just access to, I think accessibility is, is, is the biggest mm. um, challenge for us now. So we want people to be able to attend our events, whether it's online or in person. Um, we've got a lot of events in Singapore um, and coming up in the next few weeks and months. So that's exciting for whoever, you know, is there and able to attend. Otherwise, we are also trying to cater to the rest of um, the world. <laughs> Um, in in offering it online, I mean, as essentially, we're trying to expand regionally and globally, so we'll have to offer it online anyway. So that's something we're looking into. Um, but the censorship around around this in this business is still very very strict, and it's uh, so is, jarring. Is really it's, it's, so it's yeah, it's hindrance for sure. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that's probably been a bit easier in London. <laughs> well, you're in kind of, if there ever was a hub for femtech, you're, it's there, I feel. Absolutely, absolutely. Femtech, femtech. Um, I can see it. Yeah, it's definitely growing. It's the most exciting industry right now, I would say, yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're in the thick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, coming back to the events, I'm really curious. What goes on mm. in the yin yoga class? And also, what is a breathwork class like? Because I mm. hear breathwork okay. a lot, but I don't really understand it. Okay, so what we did was um, in the yin yo yoni yin yoga, we started with um, the Kegel balls that we sell. And we decided that um, we would like to kind of offer, you know, an experience around it to really strengthen the pelvic lower muscle um, for, you know, um, anybody who is going through incontinence or postnatal or um, just even to increase your pleasure and orgasms by tightening and strengthening that muscle. Um, so what happens is with um, how I usually structure, because I'm also a yoga teacher. So um, we began in Singapore um, when I was still living there. And what we would do is we would start first with um, yin practices, right? So yin is a little bit more, uh, um, you hold the poses for longer. It's a bit more relaxed. It's, um, I would say the more, sl the slower part of the, the, the class. And then the yang poses are a little bit more strengthening and a little bit more holding and pulsate, pulsating. So um, what we would do is we would try and do, create um, a sequence of poses that will really um, work your, um, abdominals, but also work your hips and then work that Kegel muscle, right? And with the Kegel balls inserted in your yoni. <laughs> and, and yoni is also the Sanskrit word for vagina. So that's how we use that. And so bit what happens is we'll use a lot of music. We'll use a lot of um, yoga poses, that yoga inspired poses to create this class. And what we've also realized that we use a lot of breath work um, and there's so many different types of breath work, right? That can either heighten your senses, that can um, invigorate your, your emotions. And also there are also um, breath, there's also breathing techniques that will relax your mind and relax you um, 
overall. So I did a breathwork um, course as well. And we learned different types of um, breathwork to visualize and also to, um, to invigorate and kind of even to heighten your senses. And sometimes you can get quite, you can get tingles in different spaces. You can start visualizing certain things um, whilst, you're, whilst you're, you know, focusing on your breath work with your eyes closed. So that's a very different way of, of us maybe moving, I think, transitioning into um, maybe tantric wellness as well, mm -hmm. um, which will be something that we're, we're, we're also going to in integrate into our you know, entire wellness offering. Um, so yeah, that's something that I think has, has become quite important with all the meditation apps and yeah. you know, the mental wellness kind of tying in with yeah. physical wellness and it's sexual really, wellness. It's really getting its day in the sun now. Absolutely. Such mm. a hot topic right now as well. Mm. Do you, um, I mean, obviously you guys have done a lot of events, held workshops, whether they're big or small, you know, have done a lot mm. of pop-ups. Are there any stories from customers that you particularly remember that oh, yes. changed their life or something? Yes. Yeah, so we had um, a very interesting perspective male perspective during our orgasm talk um, we had a um a sex psychologist or a sexologist who also um gave the talk and um at the end of it the the question was around whether or not if you keep your lube on the bedside table was that a yay or a nay for women um and does it send mixed messages is it does it show or portray that you are well informed, that you're prepared? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so it was definitely it was definitely a, a huge insight and quite vulnerable, I think, of the of the guy to come forward and and share that with us um, because you could get it's super subjective and you could get mixed messages um, or mixed reviews or reactions as well from the from your partner right, when, if we display them in the open. Another, um, a, a, lot of, a lot of responses we've, re we've received from women are that um, they're in their mid thirties and they've never experienced an orgasm yet. And they're just keen to learn more about how they can do it in an unashamed way um, without expressing too much or even without revealing um, themselves. Right, so it's almost coming up to us for advice and for some guidance on like what they should use. Um, also, we just recently had a blog on a sex toy virgin, so somebody who'd never tried um, a sex toy before and and popping her cherry <laughs> with one of our toys, and um, you know. This person was even it was is in a relationship. So um, sometimes it's not just about your own pleasure and yourself, but maybe popping that sex toy cherry with your partner. Um, yeah. So that was also quite an interesting like revelation that people are still I, yeah exploring this. Which I think mm. is actually such a good um, communication tool, right? To if you've never used one before or if if you're going to use one to just bring up that conversation i think sometimes you just need 100 help to be honest about what you like and what you don't like 
hundred percent. I feel that like even during, especially during lockdown, when we're you know at home, stuck with our partners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, enjoying all that time. <laughs> But yeah. So basically, I. <laughs> you know, you know, we have to plan date nights and create that spark and yeah. um, bring it back and elevate your you know bedroom essentials or basically yeah. start creating yeah some some fun playtime that that you can enjoy and everyone's going through it you know and it's something that we should not feel embarrassed to talk about or bring up and and that's something that we definitely realize there's more out there than we think yeah. um and the fact that you know I mean yourself as well and and there's so many amazing players in this space now and we're all trying to really help and encourage right to yeah make the uh, the women happier and essentially the men happier the men <laughs> uh, and smarter. also the world's <laughs> a better place <laughs> a happier place at least exactly yeah, i find i find that i mean the, the one thing i love about this industry is no matter who i speak to whoever's in it like mm -hmm. we're in it to just to give everyone is so giving like we're just mm -hmm. like, because it's really at this point is the more the merrier right the more conversation we yeah. create the more people hear it and then the more they start to talk about it and then the more it becomes like a mainstream conversation and there's nothing to hide about it absolutely i mean there was that we always bring it back to that statistic of of 91 of men um experience orgasms during sex and for women it's 39 yeah so Yeah, I mean, there has to be that, that we have to decrease or try and, you know, address yeah. it because, because, um, yeah, it definitely is something that we should, we should kind of close the gap. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I think the, the, be the best thing about these women-led companies is that the content will be made by women for women, with women in mind. Absolutely. We're seeing so many more um like femtech and like female founders like leading this this space and leading this industry um there's so many brands and so much funding around around um yeah female-led companies now which i think is really just reshaping the trajectory of the wellness industry and sure. uh yeah i've been following a lot of um yeah some really great significant like investments around around um, femtech so that's really interesting so bringing this into innovation i want to ask mm -hmm. you something fun i don't know if you've thought about it but you guys see toys all the time right you have best-selling mm -hmm. toys um like if we you try them the we chance, test them you try them yeah. you test them you know what works you know what doesn't work if you could build any toy you wanted like mm. what would it be That's not out in the market. I don't know if you've ever played with that idea. Absolutely. So we have actually um, spoken to um, a few experts as, as well around around designing almost our like wishless toy. Um, so wellness and desire is deeply individual, right? Um, it's so subjective. Everyone has. Um, a different vagina, everyone has a different desire. Um, um, it changes depending on the partner as well, depending on where you are, you are at, you know, age, um, phase of life, all of these things. 
and there's no one size fits all pun intended <laughs> but like also um we we definitely want to address the 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 custom market right so um customizable um toys and we also have our our yoni yoga which we think is it's our signature yoni yoga um which we want to explore with our own kegel balls that are connected to um an app right so we're moving into tech into digital um and yeah we've spoken to a few uh doctors gynecologists um designers um app designers and yeah we'll see hopefully you know fingers crossed um that will be one of our our yeah, future plans to um roll out with something like that we know that oh, we're, we've been following awesome. a lot of brands like yeah i hope so we i yeah. mean there's, there's so much room for it for growth there and um there and is um there hasn't been something like that that's come out of singapore not of Singapore. Yeah. So we do follow a few brands, like we're big fans of, you know, LV and Mode and Dame and, and LV has a tracker. So they do um, have Kegel, a Kegel bowl. Um, yeah. It's a bit more lengthy, but the way it looks is, is you insert it and then there's an app that tracks. Like you do exercise, right? Squeezes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, and they also do breast pumps and I mean, they're, yeah. they're amazing. They've, they've definitely tapped into that uh, market, but I think they've sort of opened the can... door for, for funding into this industry. I think they were one of the first people totally. to get funded by VCs. Um, yeah, I, exactly. I, um, I think that there's more, there's more that can be done there. And if we can create also, yeah, we can basically expand it and, and we've got all kinds of ideas, but yeah, those are basically kind of the, those are the main the main uh, that's the direction that we want to go into i think um yeah there's a lot that can be done with with tech i mean you've got you've got um vr and 3d porn you know we have <laughs> we've been looking <laughs> we were looking at ces right the consumer electronics mm -hmm. um festival or expo and they had just i read that they had just um when they revoked the award for the innovation award um, they finally have given the um, extended the award to the to the female founder, Laura De Carlo. Um, yes, exactly yeah. for the um, innovation award, which I think is so interesting because we hope to be there one day. <laughs> I think they have just come up with one that warms up. Mm. I think their latest toy is one that warms. Yeah, um, we actually have also we also have a warming wand. So our wand also warms up. So depending on like the different speeds, they, they go up to 10 speeds actually and uh, uh, different pulsating variations, but um, it warms up after a while, which is quite nice. So <laughs> something, if you're into I that. what makes sense, right? Because it kind of like of yeah. emulates human touch as much as possible. Absolutely, that's exactly it. Yeah, mm. so it feels a bit more like you know the real thing and you feel that like skin sense of being yeah like, like, yeah i mean coming back to what you said in the touch. beginning that the guys are pulling their girlfriends or partners away from the booth but i mean actually nothing can or people don't even want to replace human touch skin to skin contact like, nothing will replace that yeah, exactly you can't um, substitute these things no but the good thing is is 
if if they only try it, then you'll get closer to your actual yeah. desires and to know what tick what what makes you tick. I think that's what's amazing because that can almost be a um, a platform to help you figure it out because some people yeah. just don't really know what yeah you know makes them. When you said that um, on the blog, you guys had a blog post by a Sex Toy Virgin. So uh, the Dell HQ also has a secret reviewers club, and one of mm. the one of the diary entries we had, uh, which actually is going up tomorrow. Uh, she has never used a sex toy before either. Um, and so she took the chance to share this with her partner. And mm -hmm. I think her first positive response was that it actually brought them closer because it mm -hmm. kind of allowed them to be intimate in a very soft, but like confronting way. Because mm -hmm. you, you have to say what you like or, or not like like there's no other way about it right mm. yeah it is you put it in, in such a great way it's so confronting but in in a soft and trusted way right yeah like exactly space exactly mm. in a comfortable safe space yeah um so mm. coming back to something new uh you mentioned mm. to me that you guys had some new toys April that you might want to share with us <laughs> absolutely so we have um so our plans for 2021 are really to um expand our range of toys and um, we're also bringing in um lubes and condoms which I think is really important because yes. um, we've seen also a lot of other brands and um, female brands where um, they're creating kits with lube and condoms so that it is more accessible for women to also carry them as opposed to always the stigma attached to men always having to hold or carry them by the condoms. Oh, thanks. And, <laughs> yeah, it's great. And the way they've branded it, it's fun. It's, um, yeah. you know, again, it's, oh, it's, it's I really not so hope you get to meet them in person. They seem like such yeah. fun, cool people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many super cool um, like new brands out there as well. But we felt that, you know, this, these are all accessories. These are all add-ons. These are all things that um, people need on a daily basis. Why not make it accessible for, yeah, males and females and um, add it to our, our assortment. Um, another thing is we have, yeah, we have some exciting toys coming. One is uh, a really fun, really fun uh, toy. I can't <laughs> disclose it now, but I can't stop laughing when I think about it. But stay tuned. It's almost like an April Fool's um, campaign that we're going to be doing. We're launching next week. So you'll see it for the month of April. But um, we're also doing a giveaway with that toy, which is hilarious. Um, but also, I mean, the butt plugs are coming in. We have another um, clit sucker, which is the external stimulation versus like internal penetration, because we realized right. that, you know, most women, right? Like with the, with our 8,000 nerve endings, <laughs> and, um, we, we really feel the, the more sensitive externally, um, which is why we've tried to, um, yeah, focus on, on toys um, that can provide that. Um, and so there's another one coming in, which is going to be very interesting and really works very well. Um, 
So yeah, tried and tested. <laughs> As we say, we put our pussies to the test <laughs> and uh, make sure that you know everything is um, quality, performance, top notch, exactly. So we, um, that's all rolling out in April. Um, as well as events. So we've just, um, we've got some girls nights in, um, bachelorette nights, and we have some bookings, which are really exciting for, you know, women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, who want to just have a workshop on Sex Toys 101, um, whether it's a staycation at a hotel or in their homes. Um, we're doing these closed door I would say like sessions and, and groups in a circle um, which also feels very liberating and I think quite fun for women to to organize especially now during um, the new normal which is post-COVID yes. right I think this is um, really where we're at mm, the next two three years for sure absolutely and I think I think um, one of the events that we did which was really exciting which we're also going to try and and bring back is um, the BDSM and the kink scene, right? It's definitely a smaller group, but um, we did an intro to kink um, and we worked with a BDSM group in Singapore. They also have day jobs. So when they came and, and spoke about um, this underworld of BDSM, they um, no photographs were allowed because they did want to respect that they have, you know, almost a, I would yeah. say a double life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that they have this People interest. People get that, the wrong you know, impression about it. Absolutely. So there's so many different, yeah, interesting like events that we can we can focus on. But for now, we're definitely doing the um, the girls' nights in and the bachelorette parties. Yeah. Awesome. Well, mm. I've come to the end of my questions. Um, is there anything else you'd like to okay. add? um i mean Anything? i would just say we're really excited to to have spoken to you i love what um Della hq is doing as well like you're Thank offering you. so much information and and education uh in your academy and also also you know offering insight into like other players in the space and i think you know as we like expand regionally and um globally and fundraise and you know keep on pushing I hope that we can, yeah, we can all kind of open and increase the conversations around this topic. So, for sure. Yeah. So do I. I think we all have the same goal. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for joining us. You can search uh, the Dell HQ on YouTube and Spotify to listen to this episode, previous episodes, and new episodes to come. Thank you so much. Bye. Amazing. Thanks, Karen. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> Femtech in Asia podcast is available everywhere you get your podcasts. To see this interview and video, check out our YouTube channel, The Dell HQ.